six sides of school I fatted no for today I hit the radio dial and turn it up all the way I play Hey everybody and welcome back to the UK Hockey Fan Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm Finn. And uh, we're here for another episode and it is another bumper uh, action-packed episode. We've got so much to talk about this week. Uh, And we'll have Cliffy's notes on later as well as Scott Antcliffe joins us from Sheffield. Um, We got all sorts of stuff, but um, before we get too far into that, um, uh, we wanted to just pause for a second and um, talk about the Humboldt Broncos and the Humboldt Strong movement and um, and just do a quick tribute to them, not meaning to stand on a downer because actually this has turned into, um, you know, the hockey community worldwide has tried to, um, you know, turn this into a positive, the messages uh, that we'll all stand together through the, these sorts of things. And I just wanted to s- remind everybody that we've come up to the first anniversary and on, it was on April 6th last year in 2018 that 16 people were killed and 13 injured uh when uh the bus um for the humboldt hockey team was uh driving and a um what do you call it a truck uh, crossed through an intersection and uh, smashed into them it was a horrendous tragedy and a terrible accident and um at the time we talked about it on the podcast it's hard to believe a whole year has gone by and i remember saying um you know, to, uh, to you, Finn, that, um, you know, growing up in Canada and playing a lot of hockey, you know, those of us that, um, have grown up in North America and, uh, you know, we have been those, we've been that guy on the bus, you know, I've spent thousands of hours on a bus traveling all over North America, playing hockey and things like that. So it could be, you know, it could have happened to absolutely anyone. It was such a tragedy that it happened to that team. So we just wanted to mention it. It's been a year. Um, we're, um, Humboldt strong with, with our, um, hockey family in Humboldt and we send you all the best and, um, we're always with you. Sticks are always by the door. And, um, we wanted to mention if you hang on to the end of the episode, we're going to play the, uh, sticks by the door, the official Humboldt strong song. We'll, we'll, uh, instead of our normal outro song, we'll have that on, uh, in its entirety if you want to hear it. So that's happening a little later, right? Let's pick things up a bit, pick the mood up a bit. Finn, what, we, what else we got on today? Uh, well, uh, this is going to be, uh, as you said, a uh, big action-packed episode um, due to um, the end of the NHL season. So we'll have a lot to talk about, a lot of prediction kind of thing um, with the introduction uh, from the NHL of their bracket challenge. Yep. Um, we have a league, by the way, uh, UK Hockey Fam League. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. Oh, yeah, our bracket, our NHL bracket. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah. Let so me look at this quick. I'm pretty sure I screenshot. So, so those people that have it on the um, that have NHL uh, the NHL app, and if you've got the app, um, there's something on there. You might have to dig around a bit to find it. They do it every year. It's called the um, NHL Bracket Challenge, and so anybody can go on there, and um, they've got the little template set up to set yourself up a playoff prediction bracket, and uh, you can join other people's sort of. Uh, like a little league you set up, and um, yep. and we've got one. Finn, you set it up. What's the details there? Uh, it's basically when you do it, uh, you just have to click um, submit to league, I believe, um, and then just search for the league UK Hockey Fams bracket. Uh, no apostrophes there because it wouldn't let us, but um, 
yeah, UK Hockey Fam's bracket, and it should come up. Um, our logo is a Toronto Maple Leaf. Yep, cool. So yeah, find us on there. You've probably already done it, and I n- I'm pretty sure that if you've already made a bracket, you can add it to um, the league, our little league or whatever. Follow us and see who does the best. So it was awesome thinking about uh, looking at all the different um, teams coming up, all the games coming up um, in the uh, in the different series coming up in the playoffs. So find us on there and do it. What else we got? Um, well, we still uh, have all the Leafs, uh, the Leafs final three games, I believe. Yeah. Um, of the season, uh, which didn't go as well as we wanted. Um, well, let's not talk about those yet. What else yep. we got? So um, we've got Cliffy's going to be on. He's going to talk about do a roundup of the Elite League here, which is now in the playoffs. We, yeah, we watched one of the games if you remember the other night. Yeah, we're getting more um, British uh, hockey on on free TV, which is great. And in fact, you couldn't get it on any TV a while back, but now they're showing more of it, which is great. Uh, also, GB uh, Women's Hockey was on TV here, uh, and I think Scott will talk to us a bit more about that. That's more of his his scene. Uh, I'm going to talk about Steve Dangle's new book. Go for it. You've read it. I haven't, so you <laughs> might as well take this section. <laughs> do you, do you want, shall I talk about it now? Uh, yeah, don't spoil it too much for me. Though, yeah. No, I want no spoilers, and Steve would kill me if I started giving out spoilers of his new book. But um, I just thought I'd, I'd tell people, so... We were we knew that uh, Steve's book was coming out. We always listen to Steve, uh, the Steve Dangle podcast. Uh, we love Steve and Jesse and Adam. We love all three of you guys. And if you happen to be listening, we are huge fans. Um, and Steve was talking about his book. His book finally came out, um, or at least went to the uh, went final to final print back in December. And uh, and I believe copies then went into distribution uh, a few weeks ago. And so uh, I was on the waiting list. Uh, we wanted to get one of the Steve's books into our house here in the UK, and it finally arrived. And um, I finally found some time to get stuck into it. And in only a few days, I'm about halfway through, and uh, we'll probably get through some more of it uh, later tonight. But listen, it's a great book. Um, so if you like Leafs and you like hockey and you like in, you don't even have to like Steve, but if you if you do like we do, you'll lo- you'll love the book. He's a good writer and he's a funny guy. And I was really surprised at at um, pleasantly surprised at how well written the book is. It's a really enjoyable read and it's funny. And um, for those of us that, that are you know having to go at podcasting and and um, people on YouTube and that sort of thing, trying to carve out you know a bit of something from um, from a, a love of sports or a particular team, it is absolutely a manual of uh, of a how to get involved. And what's really interesting and what I love about it is um, he talks about what it was like to be trying to get going in in the world of um, you know social media and podcasting and and YouTube videos and stuff. Uh, when it was more or less in its, I don't want to say it's in its infancy because he's not that old, but um, when it was much, much more difficult to actually make a career out of that sort of thing. And so he sort of walks uh, walks through how he got to where he's at now. And, and of course, it's all, the Leafs are in the background of it all. And he talks about his, uh, you know, getting into uh, university and uh, the various jobs that he had, and he has loads and loads of amazing anecdotes of meeting hockey players and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, and he was just I've just read the bit where he is at the um, at the Vancouver Olympics and covering the double gold that we had there. And uh, and um, I won't go any further into it than that. I mean, that's everybody knows he was there because you can find the videos if you look. Um, but it's absolutely brilliant. It's a great book. So uh, here I am uh, doing a book review on our podcast, which is an odd one. 
Um, but I genuinely think anybody out there that uh, likes the Leafs or uh, hockey or Steve Dangle or, you know, thinks podcasting and YouTube stuff is cool, whatever, uh, or like Canadian sport, there's a million reasons why to buy this book. And it's a great read and it's funny. And um, UK hockey fam, two thumbs up. Yeah, I'm really excited to reading it after you. Yeah, it's a great book. So um, do yourselves a favor, get a hold of Steve Dangle's book. And uh, the title of the book is um, This Team Is... This Team Is Ruining My Life, But I Love Them, How I Became a Professional Hockey <laughs> hockey Fan <laughs> yeah. by Steve Dangle Glynn. Yeah, so it's a great book. Check it out. Right, let's move on. Uh, should we talk about uh, Leafs? Yeah, what do you want to go for first? You want to go for the, some games or some stats? What do you What do you feel? Well, let's run through the games that uh, have happened since we were last on. So we're at we're we've finished the uh, regular season now. Yes, so we can talk about the last couple eighty two games. Right. Um, take us through some of those some of those games, Finn. I'm just gonna have a slug of beer here. Okay, so on our last podcast, uh, we finished with the great New York Islanders win. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, then we move on to the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, which just doesn't look really that enjoyable. So we'll just kind of go over it slightly. Um, which one was first? So which was the the f- um, first game they played after our last podcast? Carolina. Carolina. Right, let's Hurricanes. go. Let's go. Whoa. Yeah, but I'm just gonna go over it because it doesn't look like a fun game. So final score is four one Carolina. Uh, 37 to 24 shots on goal uh, in favor of Carolina. Uh, first period, uh, Carolina scored to make it 1-0. Uh, second period, uh, Carolina... Um, my, my my favorite player that I wanted on the Leafs since the trade deadline, uh, Dougie Hamilton scores. Oh, yeah. He's the, probably the only guy I'm going to shout Gosh, that's out. A f- that's the first time you've mentioned him in like four episodes. That's um, good for you. Well done. The therapy's working out. Thanks. Um, the, yeah, he's, he's scored two goals in this game, um, which makes me a bit upset, to be honest. Ouch. Um, yeah, so he, uh, starts with second period, scoring one, uh, to make it 2-0 Carolina. Uh, Mr. John Tavares gets his 47th goal of the season. Uh, assist going to Nazem Kadri and Morgan Riley, uh, making it 2-1 Carolina. Uh, and then third period, um, they, they, they score early off to make it 3-1. And then Dougie Hamilton, uh, scores empty net goal to right. make it 4-1. So, that wasn't fun. No. And uh, my my uh, my Habs friends weren't very happy because they're in a r- the Habs were in a race with these guys for the playoffs. Yeah, so it's worth mentioning that we had clinched by this point, hadn't we? Yeah, so we, we clinched against the Islanders. Yeah, so we we we've clinched, um, but w- of course, then we immediately um, whatever your persuasion is in terms of what hockey teams you like or hate, we love the Leafs and therefore hate the Habs. And uh, then very, you know, we're keeping our eye on Habs to see if they were going to um, squeeze out the uh, couple points that they needed to clinch. Uh, so um, that game worked in the favor of them not clinching. Yeah, I, ca- I actually kind of wanted them to make playoffs, just see if we can get a Habs v Leafs rivalry in like the um, conference final. That would have been fun. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's something to think about. But anyway, I enjoyed that. Um, so anyway. that was that game. Um, yeah, so then we move on to Tampa Bay oh, Lightning. Just, just, just wait, there's an important thing to talk about. Oh, go on. Who was in goal for Leafs? This could have been the kiss of death for our good friend. Yes, Mr. Garrett Sparks. Yeah, so Sparks in net and uh, not a very good game. Um, yes, if we look here, um, Muzzin, Gartner, y- and Janssen were all not playing. Oh, yeah, okay. So we still got half of our defense. Um, Dead. <laughs> not there. 
in uh, on the oh, IR. Neither was uh, Ojiganov or um, Hull. So who do we who did we even have on D then? I think Babcock was. Was he playing? Yeah, he had to put the skates uh, on. Oh, Rosen, Rosen. Yeah. Cal- uh, Kale Rosen. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no. The point I want to make there I was just about it. just about Sparks was in net for that game, um, and he didn't have a b- uh, particularly brilliant game. And we'll come back to the point on the goalies, I think, in a minute. So next game. Okay. Yeah. Next game was against uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, the league winners, since like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that they they won the league like a month ago? They're that uh, good. I know. I know. But it's usually the way, right? Uh, uh, somebody has usually pulled a, pulled away like that. Well, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Always, but uh, yeah, they, they, were, they were always going to uh, they were always going to win. So um, yeah, league league leaders. Yes, um, but this 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 was a promising game to start. Uh, final score was three one Tampa Bay, um, thirty shots to twenty nine in favor of Toronto. Uh, thank you, Andre Vasilevsky, again for your kindness. Um, but first period, um, Mitch Marner scores to make it one nil. Only goal, only goal in the uh, second period. No, first period. Sorry. Um, his 26th goal of the year, assist going to Zach Hyman, his 19th. Um, that was the only goal for Toronto in this match. Uh, second period, uh, Stamkos uh, ties it 1-1. Uh, third period, uh, Tampa score again. And then, empty net goal going to Kucherov. Oh, yeah. Um, just the league leader in points again by 20-plus points. Amazing. Amazing season. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, what was the final score? Sorry? Uh, it was 3-1. Uh, uh, who was in goal? Uh, Freddie. Freddie. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, and then on to Mon- the, the Isle? No, Montreal. Oh, oh of course. Habs. Last game of the season. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a big st- there's there's quite a nice stat on this. Um, there's there's a, we'll a, talk about that a bit of con and a bit of controversy in this one as well with that Michi goal. Yes, I showed you that today. Yeah, yeah. We'll get on we'll get on to that in a minute. Right, give me a sec. I was okay. Gonna well, you're digging up. What are you digging up? A stat? Yes, I do have a nice juicy stat for you here. So we ended up. Um, everybody will know by now that's listening that we ended up losing this game in a shot in a shootout, uh, which is crappy, especially against the Habs. Um, but anyway, what's your stat? Um, no, th- we can talk about the start after the game. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. But, um, Ryan Paling, I believe his name is pronounced, um, did an Austin Matthews, uh, if you count his shootout goal winner. Oh, yeah, did he score four goals? He scored four goals if you count the shootout goal. Ugh, gross. Um, just a wannabe Matthews, to be honest. Yeah, a bit uh, late. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he'll always be, kno- he, he'll be known as the second guy. <laughs> just, he, he's not the guy. Matthews is the guy to do four goals in his debut. Os two, Matthews. Os two, like the second. Oh, sorry. Oh man. Jeez, that didn't even make sense because he's not. It will never make sense. Say so if you said it to yourself a thousand <laughs> times, it will never make sense. Right, yeah. get into the score. Let's go. Okay, so um, uh, I'll, I'll talk about the shots after yeah, the game. I don't want to hear about all the Habs goals either. Let's just go period by period. Okay. Tell me what happened with the first the period. Um, uh, Leafs uh, start off the scoring one nil. Uh, Zach Hyman unassisted his twenty-first oh. goal of the year. Zachary. Second goal, also going to the Leafs. Um, Jake Gardner making his way back into the lineup. His third, his o- only his third goal of the year. So another one of the UK hockey, hockey fan favorites. We love guards. Chanty loves guards. Yeah, we all and do. And Riley. Yep. 
Um, assist going to Mitch Marner, his 68th assist, and Zach Kleiman, his 20th assist. Fantastic. Uh, Habs goal, um, just the, the the new guy. Yeah. Um, and that so that was end of period one. End of period one. Two, uh, two one, one Leafs. Leafs, yes. Second period, um, the, the the paling guy, uh, yes, goes and that scores again. Yeah. Uh, two two. Uh, another Habs goal, three two. Uh, Trevor Moore, his second goal. Oh, right. Of the season, he uh, shows up. Assist to Freddie the Goat. Right. Okay. Gucci. Yep. Uh, his eleventh assist, three three. Uh, Shaw Montreal. So ended second. We're three three. No, still in the second. Still in the second. Uh, Shaw makes it four three, and Willie Nylander. Uh, his seventh goal of the season uh, makes it 4-4. Assist going to Nazem Kadri. Wow. Um, third period, Kasperi um, uh, Kapanen, first uh, first goal of the uh, third period, making it 5-4 Toronto. Uh, his 20th goal of the year, assist going to Austin Matthews, his 36th assist, and Andreas Janssen. Final score? Are we there? Uh, no, and then... Um, just the the wannabe Matthews uh, scores his hat trick. Ask to, ask to Matthew Matthews. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> why not? It's not gonna stick. No, it definitely is not. Okay. Uh, yeah, w- no, just I'm just gonna call him wannabe Matthews. Okay. Uh, scores a hat trick uh, to tie it five five, sending it to overtime. Yep. Overtime. Um, let's have a look here. No score. Uh, there, there's no score. Um, four shots in favor of Toronto. Uh, to uh, Montreal's two. Uh, Montreal's two. Wow. Uh, let me go into a shootout where Tomash Tatar yeah. uh, uh, shoots and misses. Okay. Austin Matthews scores. Right. Because he's Austin Matthews. He's the real one. That's it, yeah. Real deal. Um, Jonathan Duran uh, scores, uh, does uh, scores, tied An- up. Answers, yeah. Mitch Marner with the uh, controversial oh, should have actually counted. Well, yeah, okay. They didn't review this yeah. and uh, it's just disgustingly obvious. So if you haven't seen this goal and you didn't see the game... I will... Uh, no, we, we, we'll share it on uh, Instagram. Yeah, okay. We'll share out the link later. Um, but just you'll be able to find it easy enough. Um, so basically, who's in goal for the um, for Habs? Price? Nah, no? Lindgren. Oh, Lindgren. Lindgren's in, in goal and... Um, Mitch shoots it, and Lindgren's already going down. And essentially, to describe it, would be that the puck passes... So as he's dropping onto his knees, the puck passes over the goal line... Into his padding. Underneath and sort of hits his skate, basically. And his skate's like well in in the net. Yep. And um, they think that when he stands up that he saved it. But actually what's happened is as he stands up, the puck sort of trickles down his pad and drops drops on the uh on the on the good side, if you will, of the goal line. So not in the net. And they call that that he a save. But in fact, it is it's not only in, but it's in by what, a foot and a half? Well like it, it hits the back of the net. Yeah. And uh it's totally in, all the way in, but for whatever reason, um Nobody, uh, nobody calls for a review. No, Babs couldn't. He already used his review on oh, um, the Habs' first was? goal, wh- and that their their first goal was like some kind of um, goalie interference thing, which we saw in the highlights. If you remember, and you were like, you didn't even oh. know what goalie interference was anymore. Oh, that's right, that's right, because it's just a, it's a, it's just a, a um, what do you call it? it it's a, 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 
movable feast. Like you just never know from one night to the next what what their interpretation of goalie interference is going to yeah, be. But yeah, that's what it was. Is he'd used up his uh, he'd used it up earlier on a, on a, on that play and um, had no review left. Uh, but it was just if you look at the video, it's just disgusting. It's gone in by you know it's gone all the way in, not even a little bit. So if you think about this, Leaf should have won that game. And uh, just destroyed the Habs all season for their, like, 7th, 8th straight win against the Habs. But anyway, it says it's a save. Um, Habs player Wheel, don't know his first name, uh, misses. Uh, John Tavares, uh, save. Wannabe Matthews uh, scores a goal. Uh, game winner. And Kasperi Kapanen uh, shoots and it's saved. Misses, yeah. Well, doesn't miss, but saved. So, yeah, what a shame. Um... I mean, it doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter, and we take a pity point away. Uh, but we won that. We should have won that game. Exactly. Um, and if you look at the video, you will see it's indisputable. One of the worst calls of the season for us. Yes. Um, but then we go to my stat, which I uh, actually um, oh yeah, I saved, saved earlier on All Instagram right, when okay. I saw this. People are probably sitting on the edge of their seat still, remembering that you mentioned it. Every time that I uh, I bring up anything, everyone's just getting ready for it. Not really. No, no. Um, but if you th- uh, uh, if you look at uh, the shot totals of that game, the shots were forty nine forty nine for both teams uh, after overtime. Oh wow! The last regular season NHL game where both teams had at least forty nine shots was in which year? Oh right, this is turning into a question now. Well, I'm saying you okay. may as well just take uh, a random guess. Seventy seven. Jeez, that was close. Uh, 76. Wow. Um, and it uh, it was Leafs versus Colorado Rockies. Holy. Um, I have to admit that was an absolute and utter guess. I can't believe I got within a year. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Cool, cool stat. So but, uh, And so you're saying that the teams had more, both teams had more than 49 shots. Or no. 49 or better. Um, or both had exactly no, where 49. They ha- where they both ha- had at least 49. Right, okay. Oh, that's interesting. That is a lot of shots. Wow. Freddie, uh... 100 Fre- shots in the game. Freddie's get- getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I guess so. So that was Freddie, was it? Freddie was in that game, yes. Oh, right, okay. And if you think about it, it wasn't just 49 shots because they're not counting the shootout attempts. Right. Uh, uh, do they not count? No. Oh, okay. So if I go... I, I guess they're all just considered a shot. So what's the point in counting them? Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight shots. So four shots per team. Right, so that pushes them up over 100 total. Yep, for each goalie. Well, over 50 total for each goalie. Yes. Cool. Wow, that's a big shooting game. Right, bring on the playoffs. Yes. So anyway, um, that is... Was that the Habs' last game as well? Habs was the last game. Okay, so... um, No, but was it their last game? Yeah, it was their last game. So they didn't make it? No. So they're not in the playoffs, and Leafs are... Uh, had clinched a while back, but the um, the grid is set, and we are officially heading into the playoffs against the Bruins, which yes. we've known for ages. Yes. Um. And um, I think we're both of the just just to stick uh stick it out there right now. I think we're both of the same opinion about what the outcome of that series will be. Yes. Um. The Leafs are definitely going to win. Leafs absolutely will win. Well, they sh- they've shown it last year against the exact same Boston team. Uh, bar the goal, their new goalie. Um. Can't remember his Jerry name. Jerry Cheevers. Imagine. <laughs> Patrick Waugh <laughs> comes back. Got that guy out. 
Um, but yeah, we're pretty confident the Leafs are going to take this series, and we're looking forward to uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, no question, we're not delu- totally delusional. It's going to be a hell of a fight, but uh, we expect the Leafs to come out on top, and so we're looking forward to that getting going. I don't think they've published the uh, playoff schedule yet. Yeah, they have. Have they? I, I have. Looked, I looked. Um, I looked. They have done it recently. So they updated the NHL app. Er- early earlier today. So I have the lineup for you. Do you, uh, the dates, you mean? Yes. Right. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, Leafs play away to Boston Thursday, this Thursday. Wow, we started off away. Yeah, uh, away again uh, on Saturday. Ooh, okay. Uh, then we play home on Monday, home on Wednesday. Right. And then uh, if needed, because, um, you know, we're, gonna, we're just going to sweep Boston. Yep. Um, then we play away to Boston uh, that Friday. Mm-hmm. Then if if again if needed, um, we play at home to Boston Sunday. Right. And then uh, if if need if it goes in another game seven, third time in a row. Yeah. Uh, then that will be on Tuesday at Boston. Okay. All right. Well, let's get stuck in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two two quick wins away would be nice to head into that that series. Just uh, two, t- two two qu- two away wins to start it off. Yes. Oh, I need to try and find this, mate. Uh, I'll try and find it sometime in in this podcast, but okay. I'm pretty sure uh, Leafs have the best away record uh, um, well of all time, I think. Really? I think so. Uh, the best away record of all time? What do you mean? They might do. Um, their r- road, the Leafs road record um, is 18-7-2. I oh think. right, okay. Um, which I think I, 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 that probably isn't the best, but I think it's one. It's got to be one of the best. Let's um, let's pick up the issue I started to talk about with Sparks. Oh, I have a nice quote on this as well. Yeah, well, I mean, so he was a bit weak um, against the Islanders. Was that? What the game no, was? he was in Carolina. Sorry, Carolina. I'm just a bit mixed up this evening. Uh, yeah, he was a bit weak in that game, and then people jumped right on his back about it. And um, obviously, he got his um, his nose out of joint a little bit, and all sorts of speculation starts happening around it. And so um, he uh, gets booted out of the lineup for um, saying something in a in an interview. I think. Yes, he was interviewed. Uh, I don't know if it was after the game or when it was, but his qu- his exact quote is, I'll be ready next year. And um, I think that was the turning point for Babs. So he has been kicked out of the lineup and will spend 10 days with goalie coaches. And Hutchinson has been called up to back up Anderson for the remainder of the season. I, I just think that's... So on one hand, I think that's great because we love Hutchinson. Clutch incident, actually. The clutch. Um, we totally love Hutchinson. And so I just want to, you know, I would love to just stop there and say, this is brilliant. Um, We've got Hutchinson uh, backing up Anderson heading into the playoffs. But it needs to be said that, you know, the whole goalie situation is still a bit of a mess for us. You know, that's a mess. If you've got, uh, I mean, I I have to say in Sparks' defense, he must feel like the team just never really got behind him. Do you know what I mean? He he's to say something like that um, in public is just him speaking in desperation, right? Like he's hacked off and feels like nobody's got his back at all, you know? Yeah, he he 
Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I know what you mean, and that's probably why. Um, but however, I do believe that, um, especially recently when um the D has been looking a lot better. What have you done there? Oh, sorry, I just touched um, the wrong bit. Of <laughs> um, that uh the D for the Leafs have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, so he hasn't been left out to dry as much as he may may have done at the start of the season, and I think with this um, uh, who did we play? Sorry, um, Carolina game. Sorry. Right. Uh, where the Le- the uh, Leafs defense were playing well, yeah, it shows that um, in that situation that uh, he should have stepped up a bit more. And have you seen the highlights of this game? Did you see them in the end? Yep. So if you remember, I'm pretty sure this was the game where the two of the goals were just hard shots from like around the point area. Yeah. And they just went five hole. Yeah. You just couldn't close it quick enough. Yeah. And I think that was the turning point for Babs. So he's he's Babs is probably thinking after the game, right? In the off season, we're gonna beast this kid. Yeah. Um, and then he goes and says says that after after the game, and he that that's just literally the turning point there for um, Babcock. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, that's it. If you're gonna say stuff about that, and you're gonna admit to your mistakes, and then and sp- like all all good and well for him him admitting his mistakes. Yeah. Probably that's probably morally right. Yeah. But in this in this sport, unfortunately, you can't really say stuff like that. So there was just more to it than that. There's something in the way that he said that that he's saying, you know, I'll be ready next year, kind of thing. Um, whether Babs had already like totally had a had a go at him or something like that, or whether he knew one was coming or whatever, uh, just a bit of a mess. But this all <coughs> for me comes back to what I've been saying for you know a couple months, which is I've never really agreed <coughs> with this whole notion of. Uh, them putting sparks out there just because it's a back-to-back game. So no matter who comes next, that um, if Freddie plays tonight and there's a game tomorrow night, it doesn't matter how awesome Freddie is, how fit Freddie is, or anything else. They're gonna put sparks in anyway. Yeah, I I I'm just kind of growing away from the point that it's because of um how fit that um Freddie is. I don't think Bab's doing it to try and rest Freddie. I think he's doing it to try and give. Sparks as much um, pl- uh, playing opportunity as possible. Uh, no, I, 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 so. I know your opinion on this is that um, probably the more the more old school opinion when the starting goalies would play pretty much every game by like two. Um, so well, I, I know that's probably more of the case when you were. Well, a kid. if you're, <coughs> I mean, I, I, so I, I know they probably pay, they they maybe play more games, maybe uh, maybe the level of competition is higher and whatnot. But it's it's not even that. It's just that basically the policy was that if you had a starting goalie, that he was your man unless there was some reason for him specifically to not be your guy. So, And those reasons would be, so you play a game tonight, uh, whether you win or lose, the coach says to you, you know, hey, are you fit? Yep. Uh, are you rested enough to play again tomorrow night? Yes, coach, I totally want to play again tomorrow night. I'm ready to go. You know, I'm absolutely fine. Then you play again unless there's a reason not to. But Babs sort of established this policy where he would just rest Freddie every time that there was a back-to-back game. And I see what you're saying about you know giving your backup goalie uh, some some ice time and that and that sort of thing. But it's not being a brilliant. I don't think if you look at the stats of the times that we've just followed the policy of play Sparks because Freddie played last night, that that policy has really uh, been successful for us. Yeah. Um. Once again, I I get what you're saying, but uh. I I think uh, the reason that other teams don't do this and they they never really have done this is because um, that Sparks again this is Sparks' first proper year in the NHL backing up an NHL goaltender. 
Um, and I think they just want him to have all the experiences, uh, experience possible. And for him to, because he might be slightly cocky after coming off the AHL goaltender of the year and winning the Calder Cup. Mm. He might be thinking, oh, I'm like one of the best, I must be one of the best goalies in the NHL now because I've won the AHL goaltender of the year. Yeah. So I think they were trying to like just say, right, put your money where your mouth is. You're going to play this many games. You're going to play on the back-to-backs and we're going to see if you're proper NHL ready. And I think this season has proved that he's not ready yet. Yeah, but I mean, for what? Uh, I don't want to spend much more time on this, but I mean, even that, if that's the case, I mean, for what? Like, that's just prepare. What were they preparing him for? To be to trade him? No, they're they're preparing him for being a full time backup in the future. Because if you, th- cause I thought he was the full time backup. But for, but for the future as well. So because because right. if the if the Leafs end up not winning the cup this year, then. Um, and, and it's down to goaltending or whatever. In the yeah. off-season, it's going to be up to Dubas to do something. Yeah. And if and if uh, Sparks still isn't producing that much, he's got a small contract at the moment. Yeah. He's... Because mo- he's AHL goaltender of the year that adds value. Yeah. Both those things add value. Yeah. He's a prospect, adds value. Yeah. So, But if, so if they have him in the, in the NHL for another year and he, st- and he does the exact same thing, his value is going to drop. Well, that's the thing. So, <coughs> I mean, the only case that you can make <coughs> Excuse me, for playing him the way that uh, the, the way that we have been is that um, you're you know you're trying to showcase his value to get rid of him. And when from the f- moment that uh, Hutch, Hutch's skates hit the ice for the Leafs this year, everybody wanted Hutchison in there. So maybe you know there's some subtext here that we just don't see and don't hear. Where since the Hutchison moment happened, that Sparks has just always felt like he was, you know, uh, you know, the he's stepchild been cheated, or, whatever, or whatever. Yeah, yeah he's been tr- treated poorly. But anyway, who knows? Watch this space, blah blah blah. But no more Sparks for the rest of the year. It's it's just interesting, you know. Basically, fire your backup goalie um, as you head into the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So uh, listen, we should. Uh, I know we got some other stuff to talk about, but um, it's. I'm looking at the clock, and we should get uh, see if we can get Scott. And Cliff on the phone for uh, Cliffy's notes. Do we want to mention one more thing? Yeah, I, I th- yeah. We, I, I mean, we've got we've got some stats stuff. I know we want to talk about some stuff with Cliffy. Yeah. Um, but stats wise, uh, we got some stuff to talk about. I'll talk about after. Okay. Yeah, we can pick it um, up after. But one thing I want to say, uh, Connor McDavid. Oh yeah, the well, McDavid situation. W- you wanna you wanna lead this one? Uh, the uh, you know, how McBusted. Yeah, McBusted. Yeah, he's he's been. Yeah, he he injured himself uh, by doing the the, the uh, Crosby, the Stamkos, the worst thing you want for your uh, superstar power forward skater, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, uh, he um, was just skating as fast as McDa- McDavid does. Um, was tied up with a defender, couldn't stop properly, and his leg hit the goal and crashed right into the net. And if you remember Crosby, when we watched the thing about oh Crosby, yeah. he he was into the boards though. His his was into the boards. Yeah. Uh, Stamkos did did the exact same thing as McDavid. And yeah, broke his ankle. Um, McDavid hasn't got a broken leg. I don't. Th- uh, he's been for an X-ray. Yeah, but he's he's having an MRI sometime soon. On his knee. Yes, because it could have been like tendons and stuff that have been torn. Yeah, which is really really bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they just want to get him checked out and stuff. But yeah, yeah so wow, star player, best player in the world. Yeah. Uh, only one second faster than Kendall Coyne, but you know. Yeah, go Kendall Coin. We love Kendall Coin. Yeah, we'll talk about that later as well. We got that yeah, to talk okay. about. Um, uh, okay, listen, let's get Scott on the phone. Okay. Cliff is nuts. 
Hey, we got Scott Ancliffe with us now. Scotty, are you there? I am indeed. Good evening, guys. Hey, fantastic to have you back on. For everybody, uh, for those of you that um, haven't joined us before, Scott is a regular uh, part of the show that we like to call Cliffy's Notes. Scott uh, lives uh, near Sheffield and uh, is a supporter of the uh, Sheffield Steelers in in uh, addition to Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, Scott's great at giving us an insight into what's happening around the UK hockey scene. So welcome back, Scott. Oh, thank you, guys. And it's very nice of you to uh, put my tires there. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I know, th- I mean, we might as well get right into it because the uh, Elite League is now, um, last time, last week we talked about the um, series li- lineups for the teams and we're into the playoffs now. Uh, so, um, and we watched some of it on TV yesterday and I know it's been really exciting. So, uh, Scott, what's happening? Yeah, well, for those who aren't familiar with the UK setup with regards to the playoffs, it's very different to the North American format. So in North America, obviously, the emphasis is on the playoffs. So it doesn't matter who wins the President's Trophy, essentially, although that does affect, I guess, um, you know, home seed, um, the home sort of uh, advantage and things like that. However, over here in the UK, uh, there's 11 teams currently in the Elite League and uh, the top eight teams go through. So basically, it's then a round robin. Um, it's a, a first seed versus the eighth seed, second versus seventh, third versus uh, sixth, and then fourth versus fifth. So all those teams who finished in those top eight positions played each other in the quarterfinals this weekend. And then, so Belfast played Coventry, and that was a 12 2 aggregate win for the Belfast Giants, wow. who are currently uh, league champions as well. Yep. So they played uh, Coventry with the eighth seed. And then Cardiff, a second seed, uh, played my team, Sheffield Steelers, who were uh, the seventh seed. And that resulted in an 11 8 aggregate win for the Cardiff Devils. Yep. And then um, Nottingham Panthers, who finished third, played the Five Flyers, who were the sixth seed. And then that finished in a 6 3. Uh, Nottingham aggregate win, and then uh, the Brayhead clan, who finished in fourth, uh, played the Guildford Flames, who finished in fifth, and that resulted in a 7-3 uh, aggregate win for the Guildford Flames. So that means uh, that this weekend, on the 13th and 14th of April, uh, the Belfast Giants will take on the Guildford Flames in the set first semi-final at 1pm, and then the Cardiff Devils will take on the Nottingham Panthers, in the second semi-final at 5 p.m. So wow. certainly going to be some interesting matchups this weekend. That's that's amazing, and and I know that there's been some uh, that that whole notion of playing a two game two games in an aggregate win um, is actually a pretty exciting format. And uh, let's dig in just for a second into the uh, how the Steelers did there because um, I know that uh, it uh, that they they took the first game. And uh, and it may have been um, may have been a surprise to some as well. What was the uh, what were break down the scores of those two games for us? Yeah, so uh, on the first game on Saturday in Sheffield, the Steelers came away with a five-four win. Uh, some would feel uh, that the Steelers should have done slightly better because at one point, um, while well, going into the third period with 15 minutes left, the Steelers were five-one up, and then there was a, a bit of a penalty call. Um, which then led to Cardiff gaining momentum. And then from there on in, Cardiff got three quick-fire goals to make it 5-4. So the the sort of cynic in me, knowing how good Cardiff are, 
thought to myself, with you know a two-goal or a three-goal cushion, you know we'd probably do well in Cardiff. But one-goal deficit, I, I felt that Cardiff were always going to come away with the second leg win. So then uh, the second game down in Cardiff, uh, the Steelers uh, didn't fare as well. Um, they played pretty well for the most part, but then they lost seven-four on the Sunday evening in Cardiff. And Cardiff is a tough place to play. Um, the team there. And the fans create a very hostile sort of atmosphere in terms of making it tough for the opposition. And, uh, yeah, the Cardiff sort of depth and quality of their roster came through in the end. And, uh, unfortunately, yeah, that resulted in Steelers losing uh, 11-8 on an aggregate scoreline against Cardiff, who, as I say, finished number two. And they just lost out on the league title um, on regulation wins. So they finished with the same number of points as Belfast in the lead, but then the next deciding factor comes down to regulation wins. So um, Cardiff, um, yeah, was a very good, strong team this season. And they had an 11-point advantage over Belfast at one point, so it looked as though Cardiff had it all sewn up. Yeah. Um, but then Belfast were just resilient and uh, and ground it out and then stuck to the plan each game. And, uh, and yeah, and, and slowly but surely made up that ground and... Um, overtook Belf, um, Cardiff sorry, and uh, took home the league title. It's uh, just, just really quickly coming back to the um, Cardiff and Sheffield series. Uh, we were lucky mm. enough to watch uh, the game yesterday, which was game two of that, that aggregate yeah. series. And um, because it was on TV, we mentioned earlier in the podcast that uh, it was nice to see some a good, good old uh, run of hockey on the TV the other day. And, um, and so in that game, we watched... Um, you know, Sheffield were in it, but never, never looked like they were threatening to win it. Um, but there must have been thinking about the score and what you mentioned about them uh, being so far ahead of Cardiff in the previous game. There must have been a period of time there where they they were, you know, dominating. Were they dominating gameplay, or uh, did they, does the scoreboard just mean that they got some good shots or some lucky shots? Um, yeah, I mean, they they had fairly good spells um, in this first game in the second and third period, and, and I guess similarly on Sunday they had better spells in the second and third. Mm, that's true. And they just got off to a bit of a, a slower start. Um, but in, in the game on Saturday, there was a five-minute major handed out to um, a Cardiff player. Um, I forget his first name, Livingston, um, yeah. anyways, his surname. And that was essentially the, the game changer. So Steelers... Uh, had a five-minute power play, and then they grabbed two goals on the power play right. um, to then go three and all up against Cardiff. So okay. then, obviously, Cardiff were on the back foot slightly, but then uh, they rallied in the third period, and like I say, within 15 minutes, they uh, yeah scored four goals and um, and regrouped and, and did pretty well. Um, it, uh, I mean, yeah, that was the, the game changer, really. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, just looking at the scoreline of both those games i mean i think that uh it was a it was a surprisingly competitive little series um mm. and i think that um i know in the last uh, episode we talked about the seeding and how you know sheffield would have preferred you know a guilford or someone like that um but they actually yeah. you know they, they turned up and uh and i think it was a and made a proper series of it so it was good to watch good hockey yeah, absolutely, and um, a good, I guess, a good advert for the sport on Free Sports as well, for so the free to air channel over here in the UK, Free Sports, and it was a good advert for those who may not have really seen hockey before, 
we may have stumbled across the channel on a you know, on a Sunday evening and hopefully they were entertained because it was an entertaining game, I guess, from a neutral point of view. Yeah. And I guess um, from um, the point of view of just a, either a Steelers or Cardiff fan, obviously slightly more um, um, elation if you're a Cardiff fan than what you were if you're a Steelers fan. Yeah, but for I guess sure. that's what comes with the sport, the highs and the lows. Yeah, Cliffy, uh, but sorry, by the way, do you have the shots and goal for those two games? Uh, no, no, I don't. Off the top of my head, I um, yeah, I didn't do that bit of research beforehand. Unfortunately, that's okay. So. That's okay, I, and I know where that's coming from, Finn. It's because um, you got your favorite two GB goalies there at yeah. either end. Mm. Yeah, the, the two goalies. It looked like there was a there were quite a few nice saves from Jackson Whistle in the Steelers end. Yeah, he was. Uh, I know that um, he he the, in the game we watched. I mean, Jackson is great. I mean, it just it's. They're two great goalies, and it just happens that I think Ben Bounds is just that little bit better, which is why, you know, he's GB starting goalie and, and whistles backup. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, yes, but so, yeah, two great goalies at either end. And so the nice thing um, for those of us tuning in uh, on TV, um, and so, as you say, hopefully we pick, um, this, it was a great advertisement for the sport because it was free on TV and it was a great game. Sometimes, you know, when they choose a, a game to put on free, it can be a bit of a dud of a game, but that was a really good game to watch. And of course, mm. um, you, it was, everybody knew, if you're into hockey, everybody knew that it was um, being televised just before the GB women's game. Um, so hopefully some of the GB uh, women's hockey uh, media machine would have had a few people tuning in for that game too. So um, I would love to see the stats, if they were available, and I'm sure they aren't, of how many people watched that game, because I'll bet it was quite a few. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, a lot of neutrals around the league would have watched it as well, because some of the games didn't have the webcast facilities in place for fans. So I'm guessing they will have been uh, keeping up with the scores on Twitter, but maybe watching the Steelers game as um, a bit of a hockey fix as well. So uh, like absolutely. I say, it'd be interesting to see the viewing numbers. Absolutely. And and as we've always said, um, when we've talked about this time again with you on, is, um, you know, it's all about developing the sport from the grassroots level as well. And, you know, every kid in the country can tune in and watch those games and, uh, you know, see an exciting pro league game like that uh, is, uh, you know, really motivated to join, uh, join that sport. Yep, absolutely. So... We mentioned there, though, that um, after that, immediately following that awesome matchup, uh, was uh, G the GB women played? Yeah, they did, yeah. So um, GB women have been playing up in Dumfries uh, all this week for the uh, Division One Group B uh, World Championships. Uh, sorry, the Division Two Group A World Championships. Uh, in Dumfries in Scotland, and they've um, you know they've done fairly well. Um, they've um, had well a couple of wins and a loss, but then Slovenia today, after a 7-1 victory against Mexico, uh, the Mexico women's team, uh, Slovenia have clinched a gold medal, and then the promotion to Division 1, uh, Group B. Right. Um, so basically now, um, the GB women's team are playing this evening at 8 o'clock, so in about 20 minutes, and they will um, be playing the DPR uh, career team, so, um, and that is for the silver medal, essentially. Right. So if, if GB uh, win that game, they'll get the silver medal. But unfortunately, they won't gain promotion uh, into uh, the Division One Group B uh, pool, unfortunately. But I mean, they put in a great showing. Uh, they beat 
Um, so Slovenia beat the GB women's team 4-2. That was in the second game. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Slovenia had just been on a tear. They then demolished Australia 6-1. And then uh, they had a shootout victory against Korea. Um, but GB are putting, you know, a great performance. Nicole Jackson, the netminder, has been outstanding. And she also um, had her 50th cap the other day as well for the GB women's team. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so there's been some really good personal performances. Saffron Allen, who we're hoping to get on the pod in a couple of weeks' time. She's been doing really well with GB women's captain. Um, you know, lots of, uh, lots of really good performances and a great spectacle and obviously a, a great... Um, a great sort of viewing for uh, those fans who, who want to, I guess, know more about the women's game. Because unfortunately, you know, in the UK, there's not got as much much exposure as the men's game. Um, now with it being on free sports and the great coverage, what they've been showing, um, it's hopefully going to um, make a few more people interested in the GB women's game. So because um, it's great to watch and you know, it's great to see them do well as well. Absolutely. It is such good hockey. And um, do you, I, I don't know off the top of my head if that game's on TV tonight. Do you know? Uh, the G, Yeah, the women's game, yeah. It's on at 8 o'clock on Free Sports. Right, okay. Um, so the face-off's at 8. Cool. So uh, once you've done on the phone with me, you, you well, can uh, <laughs> we are straight, happily watch the game. We are straight onto, the, on, onto TV to, uh, to watch that and tweet, and we'll be tweeting out about it as well. So, um, no, that's really great. So it's, um, uh, you know, a bit of a bummer that um, missed... Uh, for the gold uh brought a challenge for it though and um st- you know uh hope to uh hope to get a hold of that silver tonight yeah absolutely It'd be um good to see them go out on a, a bit of highlight you say disappointing for them to, to not win the gold um you know after they've obviously worked so hard this week and, and done incredibly well however you know clinching silver is uh, nothing to be sniffed at no not at all so yeah they're a great team so yeah it would be great to uh get some of them on and uh, uh if we can get saffron on that would be fantastic but um before we run out of time and i know that um you have uh, got to do your periscope and we want to jump on that uh telling it to see that game what we were going to do is we we're going to do our own and your uh bracket predictions for uh for for uh the nhl playoffs and so we've got the brackets are up and um what we do is we we thought finn's going to go through quickly through the series and um we can each make our prediction of who what team that uh that we think will win that particular series and somehow we'll get we should get to around who we think will be facing off uh for the stanley cup so uh sounds good finn tell it where are you starting uh we'll start with the uh eastern conference uh so that's with the leafs in there okay so uh how how far how far of the round can we go ah here okay so in the first round we have the tampa bay lightning uh face off against the columbus blue jackets who do we think's win that game right i'll go first series sorry i i don't think it's any mystery that uh, tampa bay is going to take that scott your thoughts yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. I think, you know, how offensive they are and the numbers they've been putting up all year, I can't see um, Columbus um, defeating them, really. So I'd probably say Tampa Bay in in four. Yeah, I got I, I said four as well. Finn, what are you saying there? Oh, I got Tampa Bay, but in five. Okay. I think that Columbus might get mm-hmm. one game. Right, okay. So you, you've gone for Eastern Conference first, which brings us on to the uh, Boston L- v. Leafs versus Boston. <laughs> 
And so Finn and I, we're, we uh, nailed our colors to the mast earlier on in the podcast. We both think that Toronto are going to take that series. And uh, we know not everybody does. Um, but, you know, we, we believe. And um, so I'm saying, um, I'm saying that uh, Toronto are going to win that series, but it's going to take six games to do it. Scott, what do you mm. think? Yeah, I my heart my heart says Toronto. <laughs> However, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough test. I mean, it's a bit of a travesty that one of those teams is going to be out in the first round. So I think you know that should be something that the NHL look at in terms of you know maybe the structure of the of the playoffs and and whatnot. But that's I guess another topic for another time. Uh, but yeah. to have one of those teams go out in the first round is a travesty. It is a shame. Two great teams. That sort of matchup should be a second round matchup. Yeah, really. yeah. If anything, but, for sure. But, but yeah, I'd say I'll go Leafs in. Uh, I'll go Leafs in six as well. Okay, uh, I've Finn? I've also got Leafs in six. All right, cool. Well, uh, that's got to be a good omen for sure. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, still, uh, still in the East, uh, we have Washington versus Carolina. Okay, uh, right. All right. Uh, I don't know, Scott. What do you think about Washington versus Carolina? I think Carolina has had a good end to the season. However, I just think Washington will be too powerful, and I'm going to go Caps in five. Yeah, I mean they've had that. Re- they've had recent uh, experience. You know, they will go into the uh, playoffs very confident. So I've got Washington in five. I've also got Washington in five. Right. Okay. Well, that's as good as done. Uh, final first round matchup in the Eastern Conference. We have the New York Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I'll jump in. I'm going to say um, Pittsburgh <laughs> Pittsburgh over the Islanders, I think, pretty soundly, and they'll take them a maximum of uh, four games to do it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Cliffy? Ooh, um, this is probably the one I've had <laughs> the most difficulty picking um, because I think, you know, both teams are very good offensively, um, had great net-minding of late. Uh, and I might go a little controversial, and I'm going to go Islanders in ooh seven. Oh, that okay. that would make for a pretty exciting series. What do you got there, Finn? So this means that you're the odd one out here. Uh, I'm agreeing with Cliffy, um, but I'm saying Islanders in five. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm happy to be the odd man out there. Let's jump over to the Western <laughs> Conference. Uh oh yeah okay. Uh, Western Conference, we have Calgary versus Colorado. Cliffy, what do you think about those two? Oh, wow. Another tough one. Two great offensive teams. Two teams on a bit of a roll. But I'm going to go Colorado in six. Right, okay. Um, I'm going going, uh, Calgary in five. I think Calgary are going to come into uh, that series pretty strong and confident. I just I don't know why I got a feeling. Yeah, so I'm going to agree with you here, and I got also got Calgary in five. Right. Uh, moving on, San Jose uh, versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Do you know on a, in another se- in in last year, I would have given probably Vegas more uh, more of a um, you know more of a cha- chance. Um, in my mind, I'm thinking though that San Jose somehow are going to take this series pretty quick from them, and I'm saying San Jose in four. Cliffy, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with you with San Jose. I just think the experience and, and the sort of leaders they've got on that team, the likes of Burns and guys like that, and uh, Big Joe. But I think it won't be in four. I'm going to go San Jose in six. Okay. 
I've also got San Jose, but I've got it in five. Right. Okay. Well, interesting. Uh, moving on again. Uh, Nashville versus Dallas. Who do you got, Finn? You started off. Uh, I have Nashville sweeping Dallas in four, just because Dallas have played well, but I'm not sure if Sagan and Ben can carry the team past the uh, powerhouse that is Nashville. Uh, I think this is a, was an easy pick as well. I say uh, sweep with Nashville in four also. Scott, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you guys with Nashville. I just found it a bit too strong, but I'm going to go for in five as opposed to four. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and then we've got uh, Winnipeg versus St. Louis. I'm saying Winterpeg are going to take that <laughs> in uh, in five. I think it'll be. Uh, I think that it'll be a series, but uh, I think uh, Winnipeg will 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 uh, come out better that in that one. Uh, Finn, what about you? Uh, I have Winnipeg as well, but I'm going to say six, yeah. uh, just because St. Louis have been on a roll recently. And um, I kind of want uh, X leave Tyler Bozak just to get a couple get a couple goals in in those games, a couple game winners maybe. Um, but yeah, so I think Winnipeg will advance. And you, Scott? I've gone the other way, guys. I um, I'd like to see, obviously, uh, being a, a Leafs fan, I'd like, like to see as many Canadian teams um, do well in the uh, in the playoffs. However, I think St. Louis will come good uh, once again. They've got a lot of uh, offensive threats there, so I'm going to go for St. Louis in size. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's interesting because um, we've we've been, I think we're on track most of the the majority of the the results there we've agreed on. So, but there's a couple, and of course they start to make real difference as we get further in further down the line. Um, mm. How to do this next? I'm not sure because we haven't agreed completely. So I've got. What we're looking at there is um, the Leafs v. somebody. Um, and so depending on who we pick there, it's either Leafs v. Pens or Leafs v. Caps. Uh, looking the other way, it's uh, Sharks, I think we agreed on, um, versus either Nashville or um, Winnipeg. So knowing that that's the possibilities, um, where do you think, who do you think is playing then for the cup, so the uh, based on those those possibles in the semis, there's no point in going through there. But who do we think? Who do you think ends up fighting for the cup this year, Scott? Ooh, um, I'm gonna go for. I think that I'm gonna go for Colorado progressing from the West, and then I, I can see them. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go for Colorado. And I'm going to go for, I just think Tampa Bay have been too strong. And the match of what they'll get, they'll either get themselves or Boston um, in that second round. And I can see them, yeah, I, I can see Tampa Bay and Colorado in the final. Okay. Okay. Well, you heard it here. Finn, what's your prediction? Well, I'm sticking true with, uh, with my Leafs. Um, and I'm going to say Leafs v. Calgary. And so... <laughs> Although we started out f uh, fairly much in uh, in uh, synergy, uh, I'm going to end up with uh, Leafs again. Um, you know, holding out hope that you got to hold out a bit of hope. Leafs versus Winnipeg for the Stanley Cup this year. So three different possibilities, Ooh. which is great. Um, so it'll be interesting to uh, start to follow the bracket together. Um, so this is this will we'll pick up the bracket maybe each week in the Cliffy's notes section, and we'll see how we all get on. Sounds good. Super. Okay. Well, uh, 
What, Finn? What's up? I was going to say, uh, once again, uh, just uh, jo- join our bracket to tell us uh, oh, your, yeah. Uh, yeah, our bracket lead, just to uh, show us your bracket. Um, yeah, so if you yeah. if you have, so Finn's talking about the, um, on the uh, NHL.com or whatever it is, uh, they have the little bracket maker there. And Scott, I don't know if you've done one of those already, but you just jump on there and um, what we've been doing is reading out the uh, predictions that we've made from those brackets. So if you make your own bracket, you can add it into a league, and we've got a league on there called UK Hockey Fam. So you're welcome to join, and anybody else listening, um, look out for look on there for UK Hockey Fam. We got little bracket league going, and uh, it doesn't cost anything. Just jump in and join. Sweet. I believe you need a, a password as well, don't you? So we'll have to put out the password on um, social media for uh, for people to join I in. I believe as well. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I, th- I don't think there you, was a you could be oh, right. Okay. I think that you need your own password to um, to you. You got to set up a free account, and uh, then once oh, yeah. once you've created the um, the bracket, do you need a password? Uh, you don't need a password to join our league, no. No, but you need to set. You oh, need, that's good then. You need to set one up to get your own bracket going, and then I think you can add it to any league that you find in there. Yeah. So uh, our our league is UK Hockey Fam's bracket, uh, and our logo is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Awesome. Cool. Right. Well, Cliffy, fantastic to have you on again this week and some amazingly uh, uh, great hockey happening around the UK at the moment, um, uh, especially now that we're into playoff season and stuff. We're looking forward to watching GB ladies uh, take that silver tonight. So fingers crossed on that. Um, And uh, great to hear what's happening in the Elite League and and, uh, that stuff too. So uh, look forward to hopefully having you on next week. You're around next week. Yeah, I'll be around, and um, next time you guys have me on, we will have a playoff winner as well. So uh, we've got all that to discuss next week, and um, yeah, be interesting to see uh, what happens at the final four weekend in Nottingham. I'll be there, and um, yeah, I'll be happy to discuss it when we uh, next go to there as well. Fantastic. Can't wait to speak to you again, Scott. Thanks so much for coming on. No, my pleasure as always, guys. Thank you. Okay, cheers, mate. Cheers, bye. Oh, great to have Scott on. He's uh, just such a great part of the show when he comes along. He's a great guy, Leafs fan, uh, knows everything about UK hockey and and hockey in general. Um, And uh, he has a Periscope as well. And um, so if you find him on uh, Twitter, you'll be able to find his Periscope as well. Um, He's called Scott Antcliffe. And uh, if you check out our Twitter or whatever, you'll be able to find him as well. Um, So, yeah, great guy to have on. And uh, some great predictions there. Yeah. It's gonna, uh, it sounds like an interesting uh, playoff format. Yeah, I'm getting excited about it now. You know, it's kind of, it's almost like it's sort of like slowly crept up on us, but now I'm feeling a bit excited about the playoffs and uh, looking forward to it. But um, before we touched on uh, uh, the fantastic women's GB hockey team, uh, who we need to go and watch the game because it started. So we'll, we'll wrap things up here in a minute. But um, we wanted to also talk uh, quickly about some more international women's hockey. Finn, what do you got there? So, uh, the international women's hockey has been on uh, for a while now, uh, I think for a few days, um, and USA played Canada in their, uh, both their second games, uh, game 10 of the whole thing, um, and coming off the uh, rival series um, of Canada winning uh, two out of the three games, Yeah. Um, we were, most people were expecting Canada to, Canada to win. Yeah, not to be though, was uh, it? Not to be. A uh, close game, really good game. I saw the highlights. Yeah. Um, you can see them on TSN. Yep. Um, I couldn't find a live stream, unfortunately. Um, so I ended up just listening to it on TSN as well. Yeah. But um, final score was 3-2 uh, to USA. Gosh, um, that's close. That's a good game. Yeah, it was, it was a really good game. 
Um, and we'll go through the uh, uh, goals here quick. Okay. Uh, yeah. So f- uh, first goal in the first period uh, to USA, uh, Hillary Knight. Yeah, she's uh, great. Yeah, 4.23 in the th- into the first period. Yep. So early goal, 6.27 uh, into the first. Uh, Canada scores uh, Nurse. Sarah, oh, yeah. Sarah Nurse, I think, maybe? Yeah, Sarah Nurse. Um, assistant to Brianne Jenner. Yeah. Um, and then we've got our, uh, our f- one of our, f- probably our, f- most f- our favorite American uh, hockey player, or one of them anyway, uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield. Um, she scores on a breakaway from her unbelievable speed. Yeah, she's she the f- is a rocket. She's the f- I think she's the fastest women's player in the world, and like the second fastest player in the world. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah, no, that's amazing. She's a, such a such a superstar. So after one period, it's two one USA. Yep. Uh, into the second, uh, a minute fifty five in, uh, Brianne Jenner scores for Team Canada. Yeah. Uh, going on. Uh, so that's two all. Yep. Uh, scoreless third period because the last goal is at the end of the second. Right. And it goes to USA, and I'm not pa- Pankovsky. Yeah. I think. Is that how you say it? That'll do. Prakowski um, uh, scores for uh, USA uh, to win the game. Yeah. Um, so uh, so a really well fought close game. Yeah. And some um, big names there. Yes, exactly. And there was a a nice a nice big game, uh, a shot wise. Yeah. So Canada uh, came uh, Canada uh, came out on top with the shots on goal, thirty three to thirty. Wow, that's a lot of that's. 33 to 30 and the score ended up 3-2? Yes. That's some great goalie goalie work there. The best goalie looks like it goes to uh, Rig- Rigsby, I think her name is. Okay. Uh, for USA. Yeah. She made 31 saves. Wow. Led in two on 33. And Canada's goalie not too bad behind uh, with 27 saves. Who was in goal for Canada? Um, uh, so Rigsby was for USA yep. and Mashmaya. Mash Mashmir, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as a Cana- Canadian goalie. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and then I think it. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. To be honest. Okay. All right. Great. Um, listen, we're we got to wrap up here. What else we got? You got a couple more things there. Yeah, we got a few more uh, stats kind of things again. It's the end end of the season, so we wanted to brush over a few of the leaf stats quickly. Oh yeah. Okay. So we'll go through end of season. Um, we'll go top th- top three in kind of the categories, if you know what I mean, for the Leafs, and yep. then we'll probably just do top of the NHL. Okay. Uh, so, p- uh, so this is uh, skater-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just do the, like, um, bog-standard ones. So goals, uh, the top three were John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. Uh, Tavares had 47, Matthews had 37, and Marner had 26. Assists, uh, first Mitch Marner, second Morgan Riley, and third John Tavares. Uh, Marner has 68, Riley 52, and Tavares 41. Um, points we have first with Mitch Marner for 94, uh, second John Tavares 88, and third Austin Matthews with 73. Uh, and then go- goalies here, uh, goals against average, uh, Anderson's in first with 2.77 against. Uh, Sparks in second with 3.15 against, and Hutchinson in, with, uh, in third with 3.27 against. Uh, goalies quick, uh, save percentage. Uh, Freddie uh, at the top uh, with a 0.917 save percentage. Wow. Sparks in second with a 0.902, so not actually, <laughs> not actually too bad. Mm. And Hutchinson with a 0.887. Right, okay. And, uh, but that's it for Sparks for this year. Yes. 
I mean, uh, Hutchinson only played like three games, and there were right. games when we had like half our guys injured. So, yeah. wasn't he in when we had Matthews injured? I think so. Yeah. Both goalies injured and Matthews yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so okay. yeah, that's the that's the Leafs. So Mitchie there with a nice ninety-four points. That is amazing. So three points, uh, three points away from a hundred in the regular season. No, ninety-four. So oh, six ninety-four. Six. Sorry, I thought you said ninety-seven. So six, six points, points away from from a hundred in in reg regular season. Yes, so he's going to hit 100 easily, probably in the playoffs. Well, yeah, we got a lot of games ahead of us. Um, so, point where we'll go to the NHL now, whole NHL. Okay. And we'll just do the top person. Okay. Um, so, uh, Kucherov uh, in first in points with 128. Yeah. Um, goals, Alex Ovechkin with 51. Of course. Uh, just saying, Tavares is in third. Oh, yeah, I'll shout yeah. out any least players in the, like, the top okay, three. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Uh, and assists, uh, top was uh, Kucherov with 87. <laughs> Wow. Jeez. Um, then we'll go we'll go to goalies. Yeah. Um uh goals against average, uh top Georgian Jordan Binnington of St. Louis. Yeah. One point eight nine. Huh. Uh save percentage, uh Dallas Stars goalie Ben Bishop, point nine three four. And we'll just do wins and shoutouts. So uh Andre Vasilevsky is ha- uh, is in top with thirty nine wins. Right. And shoutouts is Sergei Bobrovsky with nine. Wow. That's a that's a pretty nice yeah, looking it's thing. It's an interesting list of uh, names in the goalie thing there. None of the none of the guys that you'd think, you know. Yeah. No Price, no Rask, no obviously no Freddie. I think the thing is that they're like the elite backup goalie, so yeah, they didn't play many yeah, games, right. but it counts because yeah, they played no, sick in those games. Cool. Um, but last thing, uh, team team thing for here for the Leafs. Okay. Um, the only thing they were top three in was faceoff win percentage, <laughs> and <laughs> they were in second with fifty three percent of uh, winning. Face-offs. Right. Okay. It's pretty good. That it was reminds me that Steve Dangle was saying something like that in his book today when it's uh, when the Leafs in the years when Leafs were really sucking how hard it was to find stats that were like positive about anything and they would just come up with the most bizarre thing to try and say something positive about their performance. Hey, but we'll take uh, we'll take uh, s- uh, face-off percentage wins I at mean, 53%. I mean, we came... Oh, you know what? Last thing. Yeah, let's, let's let's. Oh, I can't look at the standings because it's, it's flipped flipped over to playoffs now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, no, never mind. I got it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do we'll do top top ten. Why not? It's just quickly. So first Tampa Bay, second Calgary, third Boston, fourth Washington, fifth Islanders, uh, sixth San Jose, uh, seventh Toronto, uh, eighth Nashville, uh, ninth Pittsburgh, tenth Winnipeg. Right. Okay. So that's everybody. That's yes. uh, in the bracket that we mentioned earlier. Um, no, because there's 16 teams. Yeah. Did you know that Montreal came 14th and didn't make the flipping playoffs? Wow. So you you know how they say top 16 teams? Yeah. Unless you're Montreal, in which case, screw you. You somehow managed to blow it out anyway. <laughs> somehow you managed to get in within the top 16 and still didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> That's really upsetting. Wow. Okay. Some cool stats. Um, and then... What have we got look. to wrap up here? Um, so I've got a nice question to end. So we'll just go quickly to one last thing. Finn's questions. Finn's crazy questions. Well, I haven't got any questions just yet. Oh, right. Okay. I have one thing that I thought we should a talk thing. about. Okay, get that uh, thing Because it, it's happening tomorrow, and it, that <laughs> is the draft lottery. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and this is this is quite funny, to be honest, because um, we'll, we'll just go through the, the top... We'll go, through, we'll go through the top five. Okay. Uh, this is based on percentage, because it's happening tomorrow. Yep. I think it's tomorrow. Yes. Um, and that is uh, at in top we have uh, Colorado Avalanche, uh-huh. and, and you're thinking they made the playoffs. Yeah, 
That's right, because uh, Ottawa decided to trade their first first-round right, pick to right. them. Okay, they picked up those picks. So yeah, they're in first with an eighteen point five percent chance of uh, first overall. Right. LA Kings are in second with thirteen point five percent. Right. Uh, uh, the New Jersey Devils are in eleven point uh, in third with eleven point five percent. Yep. Fourth are Detroit Red Wings with nine point five percent. And in fifth, uh, Buffalo Sabres with eight point five percent. Even though they just got Rasmus Dahlin first uh, overall. Yeah. Wow, okay. That's like a uh, rogues gallery of crappy teams. But yeah, so uh, Senators are just, um, if you're a Sens fan, you listen to this, I'm just, I'm genuinely sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, just really sorry. <laughs> Did you know that their uh, their top pick isn't until like halfway through the second round? Are you going to on some Sens rant here? No, I just feel really bad for them. All right, fair enough. Uh, um, that, is that it? No, and then I got my question for you. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. This is something that I screenshotted. Um, right. Didn't remember I screenshot it. I thought I saved it. Okay. Was worried before the podcast that oh, I'd lost oh, it. Okay. Panic. But now I've got it back, and that I- and it goes. It's a two-part question. And it oh goes right. as so. So all three NHL, AHL, and ECHL teams, right. of Toronto's associate teams, yeah, uh, made the playoffs in their leagues. Uh, Toronto is one of four organizations. Can you first name the three Leafs teams? Uh, three Leafs teams. Yeah, right. so the, okay. N- so so the, the NHL Leafs? is easy. The Leafs? Yes. The Marlies? Yes. Uh, ECHL, they're the new team. Growlers? Yes. So all three of those made the playoffs. Right. Uh, in their uh, respected uh, leagues. Cool. Now, can you, na- can you name off the top of your head the three other organizations in which the same thing occurred? The three organizations. Oh, okay. So the other... There are three uh, more so like NHL team system. Yes. Is that what you mean? Yes, that's what I mean. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so Boston? No. Uh, Washington? No. Uh, Islanders? No. I don't know, dude. I'm just guessing. Just think about think think about this. Who, who's the now you're coaching me f- to no. the win. That's patronizing. No. Come on. First off, who did the best in the league? Uh, Tampa Bay. So, yes. So Tampa Bay. Okay. So Tampa Bay made it in. Okay. Uh, Syri- Syracuse is how you say Syracuse, it. Yeah. Syracuse, yeah. Syracuse. And Orlando are there two like affiliate teams. Okay. Both made the playoffs. Right. Uh, I may as well just tell you the others. So Carolina. Right. A uh, place where you went, Charlotte. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then Florida. Okay. Um, and then we also have Vegas. Right. Affiliate uh, Wolves, mm-hmm. and then Fort Wayne. Oh yeah. Okay, Texas, I think. So that's the the four the four uh, organizations: are Carolina, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Vegas. Okay. And. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Is that it? Yes. Any shout-outs from you, Finn? Let's get out of here. Y- you want to do a couple shout-outs quick before we go? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you got? Well, my favorite's Bionic Skate Blade. Yeah, we love we favorite love Bionic Skate, skate Blades. Blades. If you haven't tried them that yet, I have no idea what you're waiting for. Your game will improve massively. Check them out. Bionic Skate Blades, available from our friends Puck Stop, uh, an awesome shop in Sheffield. Also down here, I know you can get them from Ian Clark at All Star Sports in uh, Swindon. There might be some other pla- uh, places you can get them. I don't know. Uh, but we love those two shops. Uh, our friends at Cross Check Clothing, um, totally amazing stuff. Um, we've got lots of their clothes uh, and uh, great designers there and a great bunch of people. So um, check them out on the interwebs, Cross Check Clothing. Um, Beer League Republic. Oh, I just saw a picture of them on uh, Instagram. I think they had a, an actual, looked like a volleyball team or something, kitted out in a bunch of their stuff. But <laughs> they do sick. some amazing hockey uh, logos stuff too. Yeah. Um, 
which I, which we love and uh, they're a Canadian company out of Toronto. Uh, so check them out. Beer league Republic sports green, yes. our, uh, our greatest, um, possession in regards to hockey stuff. It's a great big screen that comes down a bit like a projection screen, but more industrial heavy duty. It's got a goalie right on it and it comes down in front of your uh, garage door to keep your garage door from getting wrecked. And, um, and it is brilliant. And, uh, once again, as a, always a uh, open invitation to anybody in the UK, if you're around Oxfordshire and you want to come and rip a few pucks at ours, you're welcome to come along. So, uh, I believe they're at a Kitchener Waterloo in Ontario. Uh, we love the sports screen guys and am I forgetting somebody? Herms Sports in London. We haven't mentioned them for a while in yeah. London, Ontario. Herms, wh- if you're around London, um, uh, that's where we get our skates worked on when we're in Canada. Um, they're great too. I, f- I feel like we should just give one more and that's to uh, True Hockey. Oh yeah, our friends at True. So um, True Hockey been so awesome to us. And um, even uh, they hold a charity, that big charity event with the Dropkick Murphys every oh year. Yeah. Plug, plug for that. Clada Hockey, I think Clada Clada Hockey or the Clada Tournament or something like that. Uh, they've even sent us stuff from that. Um, so yeah, sticks, the whole uh, UK hockey fam, we all use XC series sticks and they are the best in the business. I don't, um, you know, uh, we've tried them all and uh, we love true sticks. So big up to our friends at true. Let's get out of here. Okay. Um, last couple things. Uh, make sure to follow us on our social medias. Uh, links will be in the description of this podcast. Uh, make sure to email us um, if you have any questions or anything uh, y- anything you want to say to us. Um, same thing, direct message us on it again on yeah. any of the social If you want us to medias. shout you out, if you've got a, uh, if you've got if a hockey-related business or something like that and you want us to um, let people know about you, do you get in touch? Uh, costs you nothing. And um, uh, check out Steve Dangle's book. Don't forget, we love that. And uh, we're getting out of here. Remember, um, hang in there because we're going to have sticks outside the door. Uh, the official song from uh, the Humboldt Strong uh, community. Uh, and once again, our hot hearts and thoughts with the families in around Humboldt. So we will speak to you again soon. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this song is called uh, Sticks Outside the Door, How Humboldt Strong by Smitty Kingston. Smitty Kingston. And we didn't ask Smitty if we could play it, but we're sure that it's probably all right. So uh, enjoy. See you guys next time. Left a stick out on the front step And signed all your names Turn the porch light on just in case you wanted One more game There's no referees or scoreboards The periods never end Use the clouds as a nice rink While you play with all your friends Hey mom and dad Well I made it to the show always told me that I would don't you worry anymore I've got my teammates by my side you don't have to cry just promise me one last thing you leave the light on put my stick out by the door All the hotel hallway games we played were slap shot on the bus. There wasn't anything in this world that meant that much to us. Use your tears to flood the eyes and your prayers to keep us warm. Well, this won't be our last game, yeah, we're still humble, strong. Well, hey, mom and dad. 
Well, I made it to the show You always told me that I would So don't you worry anymore I've got my teammates by my side So you don't have to cry just promise me one last thing you leave a light on Put my stick out by the door Hey mom and dad Well I made it to the show You always told me that I would So don't you worry anymore Got my teammates by my side So you don't have to cry well, Just promise me one last thing you leave the light on Put my stick out by the door Just promise that you'll leave the light on Put my stick out by the door